the Celtics <laughs> hop off Christmas Day with a big win against the Milwaukee Bucks. We talk about that and more on First to the Floor next. Who's going to be first to the floor here? And it was Marcus Smart as he usually is. Let's go Yes, let's go. I am here with Jake Eisenberg and Jackson. Jake, how you doing, my man? Mate, happy Boxing Day, happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Tatum 40 ball. Let's go. Jackson? Oh, I'm well too. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> may, I might be carrying a, a hangover from the festivities <laughs> yesterday, which may or may not have been eased by um, that performance. But um, yes, I am well. How are you doing, Spoons? Oh, I'm hanging in there, man. Um, I'm much happier now that the Celtics dusted the Bucks 139-118. Jackson, can everyone calm down now? Yes. I don't know why people were freaking out to begin with. Well, that's a lie. I know exactly why we're freaking out because five of six is is bad by anyone's measure. But um, I mean, I I, I just I, I could refuse just to forget how terrible we looked at the start of last season and how we turned it around. So if you want to like be playing at this level and then like start a little dip again, to to not be at least comfortable in knowing that these players are good enough and they've got the experience I've done it before to bounce right back. Like you just need to, need to go for a walk or just watch some highlights from from last season or something. But I mean, you know, we had a bit of a steadying the ship sort of win a couple of days ago and now on national TV against what is, you know, probably almost consensus the second best team in the league and a big time East rival to to take care of them like comfortably. Yeah, man, if, you, if you're still concerned about this, dude, like, just, just relax, hey. Like, is everyone? Is that, is that what everyone else is feeling like? Is the uh, there's no more worry for me whatsoever. Yeah, Jake. <laughs> yes. Look, if if you weren't a believer in the Celtics before, if you weren't a believer in Santa before, I think just today, you know, just <laughs> gift wrapped it all. Gift wrapped it all for us. We got threes finally. We have three pointers. How exciting is that? Oh, we've lost spoons. We've lost the big think- dog. I think he'll be rejoining us soon, but yeah, he just uh, <laughs> technical um, difficulties on Christmas. All right, it, it happens, all right. guys. <laughs> Audible, but yeah, man, um, he's back. He's there back. He like a flash. <laughs> like a flash, and he's back. Yeah, look, everybody, Spoons is back. The Celtics are back. Tatum baptized. <laughs> everybody's back. Everybody's back. Tatum baptized our guy Giannis. Like your stocking, your stocking was just full, man. Like you're. Yeah. This is this is all. All you want to see is a, as a Celtics fan. Um, I think we can we could can have used of, that soul destroying yeah. uh, JB oh, dunk on Brook oh. Lopez as well. But hey, you can't have everything, I suppose. <laughs> so close. All high. right, fellas, let's jump in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He jumped like out of the Earth's atmosphere and then he couldn't quite bring it down. He was too high up to really nail it. It's like when you're dropping a bomb from a plane, right? It's not quite precise, <laughs> right? Uh, so let's jump into it. That first quarter. Um, you know, I thought the Celtics came out looking pretty good. Uh, JT came out, or rather JB came mm-hmm. out absolutely on fire. He was just ripping the net from everywhere. Jackson, what were you thinking? What were your impressions on the first quarter? Having gone through the spell of games where the three doesn't fall and <laughs> that just leads into other frustrating 
um, occurrences. When the shot does go in, you know, you kind of want to almost restrain yourself a little bit to think, eh, you know, it's it looks good now, but if it goes away, like if it, if it abandons us, like this is going to be, this is going to get bad. But like, to be honest, and it's very easy to say this in the hindsight of a 21 point win, that game never <laughs> felt like it was in danger to me. Once we got through that first quarter where the shot was going down and, and Giannis was, you know, still like phoned in a 30-point performance somehow, but like Giannis never really looked like he was going to be a threat throughout. So for me, this game just felt safe pretty much the entire time. And the first quarter, I think, is what like cemented that without a doubt. Jake, do you feel like it was safe the entire... I, I love your confidence, uh, like, Jackson, but I'm not there. <laughs> I, honestly, kind of. I thought after the second quarter, we should have been up double digits. Like, absolutely mm. no question. There was the Blake blown layup we went from like oh the blake minutes are going to be okay because he's going to make two yeah. layups to oh the blake minutes are disaster he just missed a wide open layup and that was and that was kind of it we had that we had the tatum like accidental tip in we had Jalen missing three free throws there was like an almost steal on lopez which led to a layup it was mm. like 10 points of just like little bounces that didn't go our way so i was like we should be up 10 but the Jalen missed three missed free throws at the end of the half felt semi-ominous they turned out mm. to not be um I, I agree like the, the, we're so much better than this version of the bucks on a on a game-to-game basis like um oh yeah i did get a little worried when the lead got down to like 12 in the fourth quarter until uh until our good mate Jalen brown decided to to just heat up and say mm. that's enough of that that's enough of that thanasis I think even yeah. Grant Williams was having some flashbacks to Game Seven because yeah, um, um, he was finding shots in the fourth quarter as well. So yeah, no, it just felt it just felt like we had them comfortably at arm's length, and every now and then they would push back. But for me, it just felt like we were just doing this the whole time. Every now and then, Giannis would dive into our guy's legs or something like that and go to the foul line the three possessions yeah. in a row. But actually, I was about to bring up Grant Williams and Al Horford because mm-hmm. it feels like if we're playing those two guys. They just can't have Brooke Lopez on the court, right? Because we just spread them out. And you saw Jalen go by him a few times. You saw Tatum go by him a few times. You saw Brogdon, Derek White go by him and find open shooters. And when Al and Grant Williams are out there, I mean, Brooke's very important to how the Bucs want to play, especially how they want to play defense. And if he can't see the court against the Celtics, like a pretty good matchup for us, right? They, they, oh, absolutely. They, yeah. They better hope that Middleton is like peak Middleton. Literally Jordan. Yeah, he really, he really, really has to be because they don't have anyone for the Jays. Like, there's Drew, Drew Holiday is an incredible defender, but Tatum and Jalen don't have an issue scoring on him. And then and then it's what? Then it's Ingles, Connaughton, Grayson Allen, Lopez. Like, Bobby, there's, there's no one. And Middleton can't guard both of them. Um, Tatum solved the West Matthews thing. We had a little mini flashback there for a second for like half of the possession. And then eventually Tatum just like dribbled around him and, and got to the bucket. Um, yeah, the, the the matchup for the Bucs is not ideal. Um, but you can kind of say that for the Celtics and a lot of teams when they're playing their best. A lot of teams don't have defenders to handle two of the most, you know, prolific scoring wings in the NBA. Yeah. And when like Tatum is on is on form today, like he was, it's it, it's borderline unfair. You know, you, oh you really Lord. cement him in that that upper upper echelon of players based on what we saw today like he just he was just completely unbothered in the third holiday on him no problem Giannis on him no problem double on him pass it off no problem it just he was making he was bending it to his will so yeah I mean I'm with you like I wish to god that Middleton played even if he was hobbled they could still like oh man wait till he gets back to be fully healthy but I'm just sick of that whole uh Middleton it would have you know 
would the Bucs would have beaten the Celtics in this in the semis with Middleton. That's just rubbish as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I just want to put that to bed as soon as possible. Uh, and today would have been a good day to do it. But again, I doubt he would have made much of a difference the way the Jays were playing today. <laughs> Middleton shooting 33% from the field this year yeah. so far. So yeah. obviously he's not healthy. I think that version of Middleton maybe makes the Bucks worse because he's taking a lot of shots, missing a ton, and there's absolutely no way he's going to keep up with the Jays. Look, yeah, Jackson, you're right. Tatum was Tatum. cooking Let's go through Tatum. Holiday. Yeah, I mean, he's like step-backing over Drew Holiday, blowing by him. Holiday got him once that I can remember where he picked his pocket for a layup the other time. But, like, if Drew Holiday can't stop this dude, what what are you supposed to do with him? Dude, so it was, like, you know, it was one-point lead going into the third quarter, and Tatum had that. It was a, He's not a known for his range. Like, he's a great three-point shooter step back, but yeah. usually it's pretty close to three-point line. But his first bucket in that 20-point run that he had, 20-point quarter, just absurd on national TV on the Bucks. Um, it started with that deep three, and then it was mm-hmm. like you know little step back mid range. Then it was like a little floater. Then it was eighteen footer over holiday. Then it was to the rim, getting to the line. Like it was Fast everything. Yeah. It was three mm-hmm. level scorer going at everybody that they had. All of their starters. Um, it doesn't get better than that. Like and to, and what, I love how much Doris Burke loves Tatum too. Because like when she, when Tatum's going off, she's just like, oh J- Jason Tatum, stop it. I'm like. <laughs> No, please keep going, Joris. I, I can't help myself. Um, it's just just an absurd, an absurd quarter. Yeah, yeah really. I, Stop go ahead, Jackson. No, no, please. <laughs> Take the reins. No, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, Tatum was absolutely unconscious, but I felt like the Bucks did a really good job of staying – they didn't let us blow them out in the third quarter, and it felt like the way we played – we were on our way to blowing them out in the third. And I thought Ingles had a couple big threes. Your oh, Australian yeah. brethren. Mm. Oh, <laughs> brethren, they, <yeah>. rather. <laughs> they had a couple big threes. They, re- they really just like, they hurt a little bit less when they're Joe Ingles. But man, he was hitting some very timely threes. And I'm pretty sure he has, like, hasn't hit a three since he's come back. This is by far his his best scoring performance. So I'm actually, this actually was a win-win because, you know, we, we kicked the crap out of him. But you know, Joe, it's nice to see my um my countrymen get off get off the schneid just a little bit. How about you, Jackson? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll always I'll, I'll always have mixed feelings about Australians like playing well um against the Celtics because obviously you want there's that there's that that little bit of nationalism. It's like yes, come on, boys. But um, <laughs> no, on, as, as far as the boy, the Tatum and Smart and, and Brown, etc., they're my boys for real. But um, yeah, <laughs> just I, to, just to make I that did, clear, yeah, just to, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I, I was I, I sound like pretty like probably a bit arrogant and like oh I was never really worried about it no because you are <laughs> always worried that Giannis is just going to just wake up and just score like twenty straight you know just getting his way to the rim something that I thought was like really interesting and it might just be some some psychological you know ploy because we're most likely going to see them in the postseason aren't we that the amount of like mid-range long twos that Giannis was attempting and, and hitting for that matter as opposed to like bullying his way to the rim like oh you you live with those even if they go in because it's like it's better than you know just elbowing you know everyone on his way to you know an and one play but if he can add that to his repertoire and sort of you know get that aggressiveness back then, then that's a that's a real issue you know because it's not they don't even necessarily into threes you know if you can just 
feet spaced out and hit those shots, then that's going to be an issue. But yeah, that way, that that awakening giant moment just never really quite happened for him, despite yeah. ending up at least 30. It was a weird Giannis game. I didn't think that he really mm. forced his way to the rim like he did in the in the playoff series. And then I know, you know, they always do a good job on him, but he just didn't really feel like he wanted any part of what was going on there. He was like, oh, this, no, is, this is too hard for me today. Look, and it, it's not, I don't know, maybe I'm using this wrong, but it's not a zero-sum game, right? Like there's only so <laughs> many possessions Giannis can absorb mm. in, a, in a game, right? So if he does use possessions taking those mid-range fallaways that he made at a ridiculous rate. Yeah. I think he was seven or eight for 21 this game. And uh, five or six of them had to be those mid-range jump shots. So if he's trading rim drives for those, then he's not attacking you relentlessly like when we know he's at his best. So it, it's kind of this weird balancing act with Giannis where it's like, you just live with him making, you know, if Giannis is going to make 15 mid-range jumpers in a game like he's Carmelo Anthony, it's like tip your cap. Hey, we're mm-hmm. going to lose this game probably. Um, yeah, but you guys are right. The last thing you want him to do is just like drive at you all day nonstop. And then for some reason, we're the only team he can make free throws against apparently because he's shooting <laughs> like 55% from the line and he went 8 of 12 tonight. So I just think it's at the point now where – I think the Bucks, I think Giannis, and I think we all have to admit the Celtics are just really this version of the Celtics with Al Horford and Grant Williams are really good at defending Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mm-hmm. mean, there's no other explanation, right? Well, yeah, and no. it's the way they defend Embiid. I think comes. It's like they've got reps, you know, for the boss. Yeah. Like you know, as good as Embiid is, Giannis, I think, on a different level, and I think that's played out in Giannis's playoff success. They are so good at building the wall, but they're also great at like making him uncomfortable, digging down, getting hands in passing lanes, um, yeah. yeah, just getting, yeah, like you know. And I think that that they're, they're maybe the best team in the league at, at defending guys like that. And it just it goes back to the the first playoff run that the Jays had, where um, that playoff series against Embiid and Simmons is just like. Brad Stevens laid the foundation. Oh, and the, the series, the series prior, right, where they matched up against Giannis. They're just kind of yeah. even getting in these reps against um, Giannis and and Embiid, these Eastern Conference behemoths that most teams really have issues stopping. Um, and the Celtics do as good a job as anybody at, at slowing them down. Like I can't believe, like Giannis had thirty, but it wasn't the, the impactful way that he did it um, in the playoffs. Like you know, yeah. I, in my notes, I was like, are they going to let him play like Derrick Henry today? He didn't really try. He was a minus 27. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) Minus 27. Mental. The next worst was Drew Holiday at a minus 19. So I think that goes to like, that was the worst 30 point game I've ever seen a superstar play. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Get him. Get him. Fake fake title. Fake title. And I really, I thought we were going to get an absolutely charged up coming for the throat version of the box. Like if we had lost to them in the, in the, in the playoffs, like I I would expect like an absolutely ruthless, uh, give it everything you got kind of game. And they just sort of looked like, that they just were sort of taking it off to a degree. And there was a lot of that you got to put down to a like great play from us and, you know, all, all around. But I don't know. They just didn't appear to be, uh, they didn't want it as much as we did for the most part. 
do you, do you think that the kind of like a mirror image of how we play against the Warriors in a way? Like, you know, we went up to Golden State and we kind I of like saw that. some, yeah, we kind of saw some ghosts and they probably hyped themselves. Like, how could you not be hyped up as a fan, as a player for this game? Like, all you've been hearing all year long is that these are the best two teams in the East, probably the best two teams in the NBA. Um, and here's the first, you know, showdown matchup. And it looks very, very similar to what happened in game seven. Yeah. Also, it must be said, like the Bucks, almost eerily enough, like us, they're they're in the midst of a slump. You know, mm. we we like I said at the start, the top of the show, it looks like we're out of that now, and we're like just getting on with business. The Bucks are still trying to arrest the the fall that they're subject to, and if they don't sort it out, this is what I was saying on the on the the, the Reddit sub. Like, if they don't sort it out, like they're gonna find themselves in that like absolute fight for the <laughs> for like the th- the three to eight seat. And once you're in that, the, the way the the Nets are playing, the way the 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 Sixers are playing, unfortunately, like that's yeah, that's good. that's a that's a mud that's a mess to be in. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I mean the the Eastern Conference standings have all of a sudden gotten extremely tight. Uh, I know the Knicks lost today to the mm-hmm. Sixers, but they were on like an eight game win streak for a while. There's just a lot of very solid teams in the East, and there's not going to be a lot of free wins. Like the way Orlando's playing now, too. Oh, like man. that is not an easy win anymore either. So. Um, you can't, this was kind of a standings wise, a very important win because 23 and 11, for some reason, sounds a lot worse than 24 and 10 to me for, you know, I know it's just one game difference, but the way the standings are playing out right now, uh, yeah, you're right, Jackson, like all of a sudden you're going to be the sixth seed and like, oh man, we are in trouble of getting into that play in and nobody wants to be in that. So one guy I think we should talk about yes. because we, we talked about how awful he has been recently. He had not made a three in two weeks. And then finally, he, he's, he came alive last game, getting to the rim. Tonight, he was getting to the rim, passing it out, and finally made a three. Yes. Is Derek White, yes, baby. Indeed. Jake's mistress is back. He's got a new haircut. He's a new man. <laughs> Jake, this is what we needed about the, the D the, White performance. Yeah. Oh man, the mistress is back. The mistress is back. It started last <laughs> game, and this is this is this is what he has to do. This is the perfect perfect Derek White experience. Um, if he's going to be out there, he has to be aggressive. Um, it's not even about making the threes as we saw last game. Didn't hit it. Didn't hit a three, but the entire game just getting to the rim, paint touches, paint touches, paint touches. That's his job. Push the pace, get in the paint. You know, maybe you know, throw up those floaters he can do, but then just move the ball, connect. Um, and I think he just got away from like what makes him so good because um, him playing like that opens it up not only for everybody else, but for himself as well. Um, and to see him get back on track with the new hair. Um, yeah, look, it, you know, <laughs> you, you shouldn't be calling your mistress on um, on the holidays, but I might have to give him a little buzz after <laughs> after we hop off here. <laughs> be like love actually when Alan Rickman <laughs> buys the mistress the, 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 the yes. gold chain rather than his wife. Um <laughs> Yeah, man, it's it's so good because we we I think the three of us jumped on and like we were praising his shooting and how well he did, how well he was doing and how yeah. vital he was and then it just fell over hills like oh cool well, that, is this our fault now but um no the I think the haircut sort of evokes the memories of 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 Kyrie Irving's attempted afros in the past that was never any good for yeah. us I think Tatum it took Tatum, Tatum a long home. time to 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 kind of uh, reconcile his um his long hair with good performances so. Yeah, man. When in doubt, get it. When in doubt, get a trim because it, it worked. It worked for the Buffalo. It worked for Mistress Buffalo tonight. And yeah, I, 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 I second everything you guys are saying. It's so good to see him because he's so important, and he's probably not gonna 
lose that starting uh, lineup position anytime soon. So he needs to deliver, and he is. Oh, go on, Rich. Go on, Spence. I was going to say he's a team high plus 20, just like a perfect yeah. 12, 3, and 5 with a steal, only one turnover. Just an excellent Derek White game, man. Really, truly perfect. But Jake, unless you want to talk about Derek White a little more, <laughs> the one thing I will say is that shout out to your dad in the chat yes, first. <laughs> and second, we we got to talk a little bit more about Jason Tatum in that yes, third sir. quarter, man. Mm. He had 41, <laughs> 7, and 5. One turnover. <laughs> it's so an Jake, immaculate. <laughs> well, I mean... That third quarter was unbelievable. Sorry, I'm just I'm just dealing with some some naughty bots in the chat. Um, We've made it. Yeah. There's bots yeah, in is, the chat. This <laughs> is huge. This is huge. Don't don't My click on that, moment. anybody in the chat. Don't click on that. Um, what, dude? I mean, again, MVP. Th- th- this guy turns up in the big games. Like any anything negative that, that people say about Tatum is almost always not true but like anytime you talk about Tatum not being clutch or turning up in big games um this game was flashbacks game 6 he started to you know hit get the step back going and then all of a sudden it was getting to the rim no problem and the defense by him he was getting on the boards i love when he kind of lets the little things boost what's happening on the offense like sometimes um you know he he, he will try and you know, shoot his way into the game but Today I thought that he he had what he had what fifteen or sixteen in the first half and you almost didn't even notice. It was like oh that that's maybe the most quiet seventeen first half points I've seen in a while. Um, and then he followed it up with maybe the loudest twenty points of the quarter of a quarter we've seen um, from a Celtic this season. Um, straight back to the top of the uh, MVP ladder, right? Christmas Day against Giannis <laughs> against the number one defense in the league. Like it just. Doesn't stop with this guy. Yeah, he's 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 gonna leap. He's gonna leap over Giannis. Uh, you know, even if it's like you know fair or unfair. You know, you're, you're right, Jake. The context of like national TV, Christmas, big game, completely like just just dwarfed him in terms of his performance. I'm sure Jokic should probably have a 20, 20, and 20 know, right? game like later on, <laughs> and you can't begrudge Tonight. the guy for that because he's just playing. He's just incredible as well too. But yeah, Tatum uh, is. I don't think he's that bothered about the MVP, to be perfectly honest. I'm sure he'd love to win it, but he you just get the impression that it's not like a, you know, and this isn't like a slight like James Harden, but you or Russell Westbrook, but you feel like those guys' MVP campaigns would, would be kind of a little bit self centered. That could be total. That could that could be a totally ter- terrible take, but I just don't get That's that. Correct. That was he's a a correct. He's very much he's a very much a team guy, and I think he would trade any individual accolade for uh, team success. And you know, with a performance like that, it's just. You know, he, he he will take us. He will take us as as far as he wants to. It's just going to be a matter of you know executing in, in the, the crucial moments, and we got a great example. We got a great serving of that tonight. Yeah, you know, and I get the pr- impression that that might be a little bit new because I think at the beginning of the season last year, Tatum said one of his goals mm. was to make first team All NBA, and it almost seems like now that he's been recognized by his peers at you know or by the writers or whatever, and he's now first team all nba ever he's in the mvp it's like he just wants to be in the conversation for the Mm. best player and now that he is like i don't think i think he said uh before last season like i want to make first team all nba i want to be an all-star again this year it was like championship is all that matters that is all i care about boom 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 and he's been playing like it and one of the big, th- I think it showed up tonight is after Tatum went for 20 in the third quarter, 
He scored two in the fourth quarter and he just let Jalen cook. And that was something Celtics fans had, you know, really criticized Tatum for in fourth quarters is like kind of dominating the ball, especially when Jalen Brown is hot. So it just felt like kind of a, like, this is why this dude is so good. And he's at the top of MVP conversations because he knows when to step aside sometimes, let Jalen Brown do his thing. Yeah, Yeah. I think they all seem to have learned that the team success equals individual accolade success as well. Um, I loved the way that everybody handled the way that Tatum was going off. Uh, Joe Mazzulla, he left Tatum in longer than he usually would um, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and let him continue to just to, to be a flamethrower. And and then, you know, quarter ends, Tatum goes out. Um, Jalen starts to get going a little bit and Tatum doesn't force the issue at all. You, you know, we're kind of, me and my dad are like, oh, maybe he's cooled off. He comes in, t- you know, Jalen kind of finds him for a little mid-range cash, no problem. Um, yeah, and and then the the way that he's able to seed the floor um, to Jalen, be a spacer, be a screener, be a cutter, like it's just not something that other MVP candidates do. Like watch watch Luca, watch Embiid. A lot of these guys don't aren't willing to um, you know be a selfless superstar and just fit into whatever the context of um, the game requires and. Yeah, it was it was perfect. Everybody everybody eats, you know. Like a rising tide raises all boats. When when everybody's going like this, you know, Marcus Smart, you know, he looks like an all star point guard in a game game like today because they're you know committed to doing all the stuff off ball, which makes their individual stats look better. It's just it's a self fulfilling prophecy, you know, kind of at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah, that takes a lot of maturity from a player to sort of, you know, be comfortable enough and to, to, you know, make those kind of decisions to be not passive. That's probably the wrong word, but just like, you know, let the let the guy who's cooking, you know, continue to go and like cater your game around that. I think it shows A, yeah, a lot of maturity, but B, that he just trusts the team, that he's comfortable with the team. Like I I yeah. I, I don't watch enough Mavs games, but I'm the ones I have, I know for a fact Luka Doncic wouldn't trust half of those dudes with like <laughs> You know, his car keys, let alone, you know, trying to win a game. Um, <laughs> whereas Tatum, you can just tell he just trusts the guys and the team chemistry is there. And I don't know if there's a word for it, but I'm pretty sure everyone who touched the floor of the Celtics tonight got a bucket. That's got to be a, 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 you know, what do they call it in in bowling when you have like three straight strikes? Is it a, a turkey? Turkey. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's this is the the Christmas turkey, yes. if you will. <laughs> yes. Um, We're starting that. Christmas today, ham. Everyone, everyone ate today, literally and figuratively. <laughs> yes. I love that, Jackson. And every time everyone scores, it's a turkey, baby. It's turkey. There we go. Highlighted <laughs> by <laughs> highlighted by Peyton Pritchard dropping yes. Mama Shkita Shvili or whatever oh, his well name done, is. For the yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was some. And I'll take a bow. Thank not you very bad. much. Okay. It's almost as good as Ryan Archie Diacono. And oh, yeah, oh, nailed it. And one. <laughs> so so I, I don't know if there's anybody, you know, one downside of this game. Jalen had another four turnovers, um, which wasn't ideal, but all is forgiven. Like if, if Jalen Brown's right. going to destroy in the first quarter, in the fourth quarter, Dude, whatever he does Works in the second mean, and third, yeah. like yeah, it's fine. It Works was fine. until until that fourth quarter takeover. If you like put these eight quarters like <laughs> laid out in the last game, it was just like terrible, 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 amazing, amazing, terrible, terrible. And then he just cap bookended it with um, a, a, you know, I wouldn't call it stat padding, but like you know, it was a 10, 11 straight points for us in in a, a kind of a pivotal period where Milwaukee could have gotten back into it. So no, like I think yes. it, it's you want him to be more consistent than streaky, but you know when you consider what Tatum was doing, what the team was doing as a whole, 
and he just picked his moments. To, he did it to perfection. So you're right, guys. All is forgiven. Yeah. I'll put up with four turnovers and some some shoddy, patchy basketball if you can turn in, you know, clutch moments like that, you know? Yeah. Jaylen, Three assists yeah. in the fourth quarter, too. Three assists in the That's fourth big. quarter. Go ahead, Jay. Sure. Jalen's yeah. like kind of like the, the stock market in a way. You know, the, the index funds, ETFs. <laughs> it's volatile. like <laughs> if, 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 if you look on a specific week or a day, we could, but if you, you just zoom out to the ten year average, and we're we're going up tonight, twenty nine points exactly. It's, it's just, we're going up, baby. We're going up, and uh, tonight, right, twenty nine points on nineteen shots, um, five assists. Like in my notes, it was lead down to twelve. Dot dot dot. Jalen. Dot dot dot. And then it was he's back for three and again <laughs> and again and again and an assist to Al. He was just like, oh wow, this is an absolutely ridiculous tear. And exactly, all is forgiven. Two J's, man. It's just good luck. Yeah. Mark is smart. Uh, we got to talk about him a yes. little bit. I believe he mm-hmm. has 12 points in the last two games and 18 assists. Yes. He is now average mm. in the last 15 games. He's averaging 7.7 assists a game. He was a minuscule plus 15 tonight, you know, oh. uh, t- just third on the team. Uh, but that's all right. <laughs> so, what Jackson, what do you think of Marcus's game? And honestly, the last two games, because I thought many, he was especially uh, a maestro, really. Yeah, I think we're hyper aware to it because we know what Marcus Smart is about. And I think, you know, if 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 he's on, the team is on. Even And if he's, if he's off, you know, other guys have to really step up to sort of, you know, fill that void. We could have really used him against Indiana when there's no way we're in a 30-point hole, even if we did play badly. But I digress. Um, <laughs> the best kind of Marcus Smart games are still to this day when you barely notice him there. You know, it, the, yeah. the stat line, you know, particularly in terms of points might not look like anything earth shattering, but, you know, just like, you know, a six, a seven, an eight and like one turnover or, or you know, zero turnovers like you had in the last game. You know, he's just a, he's such a quintessential glue guy and, you know, sort of leader of this group that, you know, his he operates best when he is not at the forefront. And I think we've regurgitated this many a time on this podcast, but like when he shoots a lot of shots and even when he scores a lot of points, Mm. like typically we lose those games, which feels a bit weird. But like, you know, games like this and games like the last game that he had against um, against Minnesota, you know, it's just a testament to how influential he is without necessarily like forcing it. You know, everything sort of comes to him. And you're right, guys, a maestro is just the only way to say it. That's a what, 18 assists and one turnover in two games. And one of those is supposedly the, the second best one of the, you know, the team in the NBA and a rival to us in the East. Like, yeah, you, 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 it, I will never not jump on the Marcus spot is awesome bandwagon. And it's just another reason. <laughs> Milwaukee's the number one defense in the yep. league, uh, pretty comfortably too. So eight one assists, one hundred thirty-nine points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was a record on Christmas Day for the Celtics. Oh, nice. So, yeah. I think I think this was personified. There was the play where Tatum um, he kicked it to Marcus, who was kind of wide open in the corner, and Tatum just cut straight to the basket. And Marcus could it? It was a wide open corner three. Kicks it back to Tatum, give and go, hammer, poster on Giannis's yeah. head. On Giannis, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and there was and then there was a similar one. Tatum had like a semi-shaky possession, kind of dribbling around. He kind of got into the paint, kicked it to Marcus, who again, it would have been a fine shot. There was like six seconds left on the shot clock. He could have just taken the catch and shoot three, and that would have been fine. But instead, uh, Tatum relocates, 
Smart finds him. Tatum hits that little that little spin, fake spin on Joe Ingles. The Smitty. The Smitty. Yeah. That I was like, I was gonna say Smitty, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, hits the Smitty and then just goes straight through Drew Holiday um for the layup. And that's just it's all it's all connected. But you know, when and it comes back to the love and the trust, like Tatum trusts that Marcus is gonna make the right play. And mm-hmm. tonight he he made every right play. And I think as well. His defense is kind of going a little um, under the radar because of how well he's playing um, the point guard position. But in the first half, I thought he was like the gang rebounding, um, you know, big entry passes on over the top to, to Lopez. He was like flying in, getting tip balls, getting his hands everywhere. And then you had the play. Anyway, we're not going to talk too much about the T-Wolves game, but he had that play where um, he kind of faked that he wasn't paying attention to the post-entry pass. And then he just... Damn, gets the deflection, about to fall out of bounds, jump, like fast break. Like if you're getting high assists, low turnover, and then hashtag winning plays from Marcus, it's perfect. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It must go. It must be mentioned as well too that he was also someone who changed his hairstyle in the last couple of days, and that has also mm. coincided with a, a thing. So okay. whoever the barbers are for that team, or for like you know whoever's like you know working at Magic <laughs> Man, like. I love Salute this. to you because yeah, I refuse to. <laughs> I refuse to 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 say it's not connected. <laughs> it, is, it has to be. Yeah, I I, I mean, just uh, I think uh, it just comes down to Smart has really embraced what Missoula and last year uh, he who shall not be named Ime Udoka. I just <laughs> named him, but you know, uh, have have asked of him like cut down the threes unless you're open. And just find the Jays, man. And actually, Smart was, I think, at the halftime, he was the courtside interview for halftime, Jake. And he brought up yep. the pass uh, that he had to Tatum for the big dunk. And Tatum, like, hopped over his shoulder yeah, and was like, that. Merry Christmas. Yes. The interview. <laughs> but I thought it was, it, Smart was, like, kind of flustered almost. And he kind of had an interesting, the next thing he said was really interesting. He's like, I got a lot of mouths to feed on this team. But I just tell these guys, Give me the ball and I'm going to get it back to you guys. So, and it's exactly what he said. Remember, it was that big kerfuffle last year uh, in like November when he said, like, they're not passing enough. It was a, a lot more nuanced than that, but that's how it was reported. And he's made good on that word, man. And I think it's really just beautiful to see the Jays embrace that and understand that Smart just wants the ball to give it back to them because he knows they're better than he is. So, um, man, this team is. All of a sudden, buzzing after oh, yeah. losing five out of six, huh? Yeah, <laughs> we knew it, right? We said as soon as you win these two games, and everybody forgets about the little skip. All's forgiven. Yeah. All's forgiven. Yeah, and that second half of the Pacers game, man. Like I wrote a, on Celtics blog, like in their darkest moment, they rediscovered their identity. I got two comments on that piece. <laughs> Both of them were extremely negative about I'm an idiot <laughs> and celebrating the fact that we got blown out or we're down by 30. But it kind of seems like that, Jackson. Do you agree or? Yeah, you, you got to compartmentalize these things. You know what I mean? You can play, yeah. you can have, you can play like 96 balls slash uh, 15, 16 Warriors basketball all season long and then look terrible your last 10 games. From a statistical standpoint, you're like, that is one of the greatest regular seasons ever. But no one feels good about that because of how of the recency to and, you know, what the form that we're going through now. So, you know, yes, it is bad to be down by 30 and to ultimately lose the game (laughs) to a team that was, you know, with a 500 record in the East. But you look at that second half and you'd be you'd be you'd be so 
such a ridiculous take to say that there's like no there's no positives from that and as you you know you wrote about you know you, in the darkest moment you do go to the identity and you rediscover that and you know i i 100% i mean as even though the first three quarters of the timberwolves game was pretty dicey like that absolutely played a part in the win a couple of days ago and without a doubt played a, a role in the win today so yeah, you can, you can, whenever you are in the midst of a slump, and we should all remember this too, because I think there's definitely going to be at least one, two, maybe more times this season where things are going to just, we're going to go away from what we're good at and the, the records, the, the, the losses are going to pile up and whatnot. Just got to have faith that these guys are experienced, that these guys have gotten through it many times before. And yep. you could, if you play at such a high level, you might regress down to a bit of a mean, but you are not going to be, you know, as bad as, as we were for extended periods of time. So, yeah, this I, you got to you like Lamarcus Smart. You just got to love and trust this team because they've been <laughs> yes, there before uh, and they've done it before. No question, absolutely yeah. no question. Um, I was going to ask you what did, what did you guys think about um, Rob today and Rob in general? Because now you know it was really you know his first you know real game against the Bucks. You know um, a lot of back and forth with Celtics and Bucks fans about. Um, how impactful Rob Williams actually is against the Bucs. It's like, oh, well, if Rob Williams is playing, then Brooke Lopez gets to play in the paint. Um, yeah, they didn't, that didn't, didn't go so well um, today for them. He didn't play a lot of minutes. Um, I wonder if he was still feeling a little sick because that was why he was out the previous game. And then I also wonder if he was going to come back in for four more minutes um, if it hadn't just like blown out at the end. But um, what do you guys think of Rob Jackson? Um, honestly, I think he's looked great. For when you have to acknowledge that he is going to be in a limited role, his minutes are going to be reduced. He's still getting up to, you know, to pace. He's still getting up his fitness. He's getting his sea legs under him, et cetera. But, man, every time a, 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 a shot is missed, he is looking for that oh, offensive man. rebound. And, like, I mean, I'm, I'm horribly unprepared. I don't have the statistics here. But I would say since he's come back, our offensive rebound has gone up because he oh, is no always there tipping it out, tipping it back in. I think he had a dunk that I don't think would have counted because he was like, he put it over the cylinder, even though he missed it. But like, there have been a couple of instances where you just don't get that second chance opportunity, you know, without him there. And if this is him at like 60% in like, you know, in a reduced role, then, you know, that's just going to get better and better and better. And he doesn't, to me, it doesn't look like he's lost his his spring. You know, he's still able to get up there and he it might not be as dynamic as it once looked, but uh, I couldn't be happier with how he's come back so far, given the given the restrictions. Is that fair to say, Spoons? Yeah, I, uh, so uh, Jackson, I just did a real quick search. Uh, oh, offensive re- yeah, the oh, last well. five games, <laughs> yes. our offensive re- rebound percentage is 31.1%, which is like in an absolutely insane number. And yeah. it was like 15 or something ridiculous like that before wow. Rob got back. So there you're you absolutely go. spot on. Mm. He just, Rob adds a dimension to this team on both ends that just very few guys in the NBA can add right there was uh i thought the first half and z gamer said it in the chat first half he was meh second half rob looked really good and mm. it's not like he was scoring a ton and he didn't really rack up a ton of rebound numbers but just his ability to one bail out people who get blown by on the perimeter and swat and bobby portis tried to post him up one time and he just like tipped that that crap in what was that about play. yeah and it was a, it was a fast break the other way and then he had Drew Holiday um, isoed against them a couple times, and he just absolutely smothered Holiday. 
One time he had Holiday so smothered, Holiday was behind the backboard and went up to shoot and Rob fouled. Yeah. It's like Rob didn't know, know. he was by was like too into playing defense. Yeah. It's like, dude, just let him shoot. He fouled him. But you know, it would just goes to show like he's such a good and impactful defender that Holiday was literally just trying to get fouled because he was behind the backboard, almost falling into the crowd when he shot. And then on the offensive end, yeah, the offensive rebounding is just incredible. And really like the vertical lob threat, you can see when Rob rolls to the rim, that weak side guy covering the corner shooter, which was often Grant Williams or Al Horford, has to just go. They just have to go and touch Rob and be on him and we just were finding that corner shooter. I think uh, Grant and Al combined for five or six threes together. And I mean, that's just incredibly efficient offense. And Rob Williams doesn't touch the ball. But the re- when he's in the game, that shot just opens up so much. And I mean, he's, it's, and he's just so fun to watch play, dude. He really is. Unbelievable. Game. There's, there's, no one, there's no one like Rob, man, in the, in the league and the types of plays that he makes. You know, last episode, I was like, watching him get offensive rebounds over people when there's he's like two guys boxing him out or um you know someone gets blocked at the rim and they just had no idea that he was anywhere near them he just like teleports it's it's absolutely beautiful yeah the offensive rebounding thing is just such a boon to the to the offense um especially when they're missing shots um and you know it wasn't quite you know turning into made shots after the offensive rebounds, but like that's, you know, how many times um, as Celtics fans have we gone through a painful offensive rebound by the other team when Rob is out and it turns into a a dagger three. Um, Offensive rebounds are just almost always wide open threes. Um, Just extra positions. And they're backbreakers momentum-wise for the other team. Like the other team's going on a run and then Rob like tips it out or gets an easy layup or something like that. Like that just – kills you and i don't know about you jackson but tatum just loves the dude and i yes. feel like it energizes the the jays too just playing with rob yeah yeah i think everyone recognizes like what a unique skill set and like the you know how impactful he can be and look yeah. it's obviously not going to happen this year because he missed too much time but like it's it'd be an absolute travesty if if time lord doesn't at least get one all-star appearance because oh, that wow. guy was just like prototypically purposefully made for an all-star game because you've just got guys just like eating like behind the back lobs to him and he's sending like shots into like you know the the second section of elevated seats like it would just be such a spectacle for him to you know to 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 showcase his his skills but i mean i i don't need any of that from rob williams (laughs) like i said the the off gritty offensive rebounds little tip-ins good screens etc that's all we need out of him and if you you do get a a monstrous block and a couple of alley-oops on top of that outstanding as well but like you know he doesn't need to be you know all flash and all you know like hollywood highlights to be impactful so yeah, the more he gets up to speed, like the more we're gonna be, we're gonna recognize last year's team. That defensive monster is gonna come more to the forefront. I'm confident. Of that. Yeah, yeah, and he he's just helpful for for settling things down by getting those easy buckets. Like when Jalen was having that little moment, he, I think, what really got him going was he he had a little pick and roll with Rob, and he threw a lob, and Rob yep. just like laid it in, and then it was from that moment, mm. the floodgates opened. Um, and getting yeah he's 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 I think you're right I love the the Jays love playing with him um, Z Gamer in the chat he is an energizer um, he brings something special dude like I don't know what it is about Rob he's just so unique um, and he's so he's such a sweet guy like anytime he's just so excited to be out there uh, everybody everybody loves him um, 
it's kind of crazy how explosive he looks just coming off the injury, like straight out the gates. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And he's so unselfish. Mm -hmm. And Bill Simmons talks about it. I don't know if you guys have read the book of basketball. If you have not, Mm -hmm. I strongly suggest you do anyone listening to this. And like the first chapter is the secret, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just about the best basketball you can play is being unselfish. And Rob like doesn't want the ball almost, you know what I mean? Like he hot potatoes and sometimes to his detriment and the team's detriment, but that is contagious, man. Like when it's just ping ponging around, it's just like, it's just a fun way to play basketball and it rubs off off on everybody else on the team. And you know, his impact is just so incredible. And yeah, Jackson, that's, I've not really thought about Rob as an all-star, but he could go the bam route where he averages like, you know, 16, 12 and three and, you know, two blocks and a steal a game or something like that. Well, like Brooke Lopez Um, might make the all-star game. That's like the path. Brooke Lopez probably should make the all-star game if if it ends today. Um, It's a very, it's a very crowded front court in the, on the East side of things, but at his, at his peak, like he, he is in that conversation. And I just think it would just be It'd just be highlight after highlight play if he was in that if he was in that game. Oh yeah, the world needs the world deserves it, not just Boston fans. Like the world needs to see that. (laughs) Hell yeah! Uh, Anyway, guys, so great win. That was awesome. The Timberwolves win. Felt like we were kind of playing with our food. Destroyed them in the fourth quarter. Um, I, I think we all agree that we like where the team is headed. So before we wrap this one up, gentlemen, it's December twenty fifth in the United States. I know it's Boxing Day, which is not a thing in the United States, but the, <laughs> yeah. the day after Christmas for you guys. So, Jackson, how was the Christmas, man? Did you get any good presents? What's up? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have it with me, but I got I have several pieces of Jason Tatum memorabilia that, um, nice. that, that I got. Yes. One of which is this like six and a half inch, like fully posable Tatum action figure. I would love to tell you that like my friends or family or partner got that for me. Nope. Bought it myself with my <laughs> online one time. I was just like, you know what? I do want a, t- a Jason Tatum action figure in my life. So I got that. I got um one of those signed uh, sort of Clark things of him with a bunch of photos, and he's doing the rookie sort oh, of yeah. photo with that. That's wicked. Um, I've got a few plants, chocolates, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it was a great Christmas, man. Like, I mean, it would have probably been utterly ruined had we not, you know, performed or got the win today, man. But yeah, had a fantastic time, dude. And um, mercifully, or uh, thankfully, it's uh, quite warm over here, which unfortunately spurns. I don't think you're you're being afforded the luxury of, sadly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um because yeah, so my sister lives in New York, and her boyfriend they both landed yesterday. It took them an extra day to get here, but they like oh, wow. narrowly escaped the the polar vortex that's that's yeah. happening over there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's brutal. It's, yeah, I met. Yeah, good Christmas. Um. My uh, my grandpa, we we kind of do Christmaca, like we're half you know half Jewish family, yeah. half Christmas family, and um, like my grandpa, um, he's from Hungary and escaped the war when he was like fourteen, um, back in like the forties, and he has these like insane stories, and we've always talked about like you know like kind of interviewing him, getting all the stories um, recorded so we have them forever. Now like you know have the podcast mic, um, and I'm just realizing that the setting it's on is probably still from last night. Sorry, Ben. Um, and <laughs> but yeah, the setting where it just captures everybody's. Um, so it's basically just like everybody hanging out, having a couple of drinks, getting like stories from age 14 all the way through to today, and um, we just like, kind of got that forever, and we finally got that done. So that's definitely probably been the highlight of the Christmas for me. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I had an electric Christmas. I got several pairs of underwear yes. and two sweaters. So, you know, the big day. <laughs> underwear is a uh, great present. Underrated, man. dude. Completely no unfair reputation. Of I got some too. Amazing. Not, yeah. not the case. It's great. I absolutely love getting fresh new. And my wife got the expensive Manscaped promo code Ooh. first 18 underwear. Yes. It is incredibly soft. Incre- Make sure you take care of your sack. Just like Santa does, <laughs> manscaped.com, first 18. I hope that counts as an ad read because I forgot to run ours during the middle of the show. Um, but yeah, no, I, you know, we had a really low key, fun Christmas. I made some filet mignon and gentlemen, I don't want to brag, but I got the cast iron out. I got a bunch of butter out. I do the 777 seven, seven method, seven on the stovetop, seven in the oven, Ooh. seven. On yeah, with on the plate with the tin foil over it, perfect medium rare with the little crust on top with the salt and pepper. It was absolutely incredible. So that was my Christmas gift to me and the okay. rest of the family. But yeah, Man's, we had a nice fun one. Man, my kid got for some forty as well. Jeez, all right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 45 baby um <laughs> my kid my kid got plastic golf clubs and he's proceeding to attack every single family mem- member and animal in the house with them so that's yes. been really fun <laughs> but as, other he than that, as he should yeah yeah it was a great christmas so gentlemen unless you have anything else to leave us with we're gonna okay. wrap this one up go seas what a win Let's oh, go. man that one felt good first to the us. floor We are out. Love your work, gentlemen. Jackson and Jake. Spoonie signing off.